to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 266 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about the cervical radiculopathy cluster, otherwise known as the cluster of Wehner. Now, we're going to be discussing the four evaluative findings in the cluster. I'll explain how to perform each test and talk about the importance of not just depending on the cluster to make your diagnosis and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. You go into clinic every day to practice at the top of your license and provide the best care to your patients. Yet, four out of five orthopedists say that note-taking is interfering with patient care. Robin is here to change that. Robin provides ambient virtual scribing that's designed exclusively for orthopedics. Its Robin Assistant device ambiently captures your visits, so you can focus on patients, and Robin Virtual Scribes can deliver more complete clinical notes and codes to your EHR. Visit robin.co slash OEP. That's robin.co slash OEP to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. So I have to admit that I've never really heard of the cervical radiculopathy cluster, and I've got some air quotes going here, until recently when I was explaining to my daughter some of the patient findings that I had had recently with somebody, and she's in PT school, and she says, oh, yeah, that's the cluster of Wehner, and I'm like, the cluster of what? Um, and I'm like, you know, I could have been calling this something for the last 30 years, but, you know, 30 years ago when I uh, was in just getting started. We never really heard of these clusters put this way. We were doing all of the cluster tests. You know, we were just uh, using them as a way to deduct, you know, what was happening uh, with the patient. So we were doing a lot of tests and saying, hey, if they had a lot of these, then it was positive. Um, there are a lot of clusters out there. And when multiple tests and certain clinical findings are put together, voila, that leads to your diagnosis. So um, it's important that you can pick out these clusters and utilize them because if you have a high number of the aspects of that test that are positive, then you have a uh, more likelihood that you're going to have uh, a positive test for something. So um, let's get into the cervical radiculopathy cluster. So the first thing we look at is, um, is there a less than 60 degree range of motion to the affected side with cervical spine rotation? Okay, so there's typically a limitation to that same side. Number two, um, do they have a positive distraction test? So the patient essentially is laying on their back um, and, uh, you know, having the sensation that they came in with. So either pain down the arm, chest or scapula, and you gently uh, put the fingers in the suboccipital space and you give a nice gentle distraction. I like to go 15 to 20 pounds. 
I will flex them a little bit, maybe 10 to 15 degrees, and occasionally laterally flex them to the opposite side and see if that helps even more. But if you just do a straight on distraction test and uh, that decreases their symptoms, then that is positive. The next thing we look at would be the Spurlings test. All right. Now, the way we do the Spurlings test is the patient is sitting upright, looking straight ahead. You take their neck and rotate it to the affected side, laterally flex them and extend them to that side also. Now, some people put a downward pressure with this. I do not do that. Um, you know, if somebody has a positive Spurlings test, it it jumps right out at them, okay? That nerve root can be easily irritated and inflamed. You do not need to push down hard. You don't need to bring them to an extreme of motion um, when you're doing this test. So if that is positive, you throw that in your bucket of clusters. Um, and then the last thing we're looking at is the upper limb tension test, A, or some people call it the number one test, um, where your patient is supine, the neck is in a neutral position. Now, I have a video on how to do all of these, and I will link this in the show notes, but I will explain how I do this test. Um, so basically, you, uh, you're lined up side by side with the patient. You use your thigh to push the humeral head and depress it down toward the waist. Okay. Now, while you're holding that with your thigh, you're abducting the shoulder to about 110 degrees. The elbow is at about 90 degrees, and then you fully supinate the forearm. Then what you do is you extend the wrist and fingers, and if you can get the thumb in there also, that's great, and then slowly start to extend the elbow. Now, the, this is quite painful. If you push into this with anybody, this will be uncomfortable. What you need to do here is ask yourself, is this reproducing the pain that the patient came in with today? Okay, does it feel the same? If a patient came in with scapular discomfort and you did this test and they had pain down the arm but also in the scapula, then you can say that, yes, this is positive. You want to do this on the other side to see if they get the same reaction. Now, one thing that could be helpful here is while you have them in that position and they're feeling that tension in the, in the upper extremity or having a reproduction of their symptoms, ask them to laterally tilt the head toward the arm that you are working on. If that gives them some relief, then that also kind of feeds into the fact that they have some neural tension and possibly some nerve root compression, all right? So if they have three out of four of these, there's a, you know high sensitivity toward uh, cervical radiculopathy. Um, what I find to be equally helpful here is adding deep tendon reflexes dermatomal testing and myotomal testing. Okay, I think that is key. You need to add this to your cluster because that would be part of your evaluation anyway. Um, and then another tidbit of information, and I've mentioned it a couple times today and I have in the past also, but I don't want you to forget this. Um, people who have cervical spine radiculopathy not only have pain in the arm, but they can have pain in the anterior uh, side of the chest, okay, like uh, proximal axillary region and right into the pectoral muscle area. Uh, and they can also have pain in the medial border of the scapula. That is, I actually see that quite a bit. And um, so what we do is if we have a, if we do a distraction test and that chest pain goes away, that's encouraging to think that um, it's not a cardiac issue, but that it's uh, probably more of a nerve root compression problem. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't just go on that alone. If you're suspicious that the patient has, let's say, a left-sided upper extremity issue and you can't tease out this um, nerve root compression, you know, really well, then you probably should send them in to make sure uh, that they don't have some sort of a cardiac issue going on here. 
Um, I hope you all found today's podcast helpful in identifying cervical nerve root compression. I'm going to link the video of uh, the uh, my, the uh, radiculopathy cluster, uh, and uh, you can take a peek at that, see how I go through this test. Uh, also, stay tuned because we're going to have a Cyber Monday sale that you're not going to want to miss. So if you are not a subscriber and on my list, be sure to get on, okay? I'll leave a link in the show notes where, or, a, or a button where you can hit that, get signed up to our list because I'm going to have a nice little sale for you um, coming up, especially for those of you who have been uh, watching our show on a, or listening to our show on a regular basis. So again, folks, thank you so much for listening. Be kind and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.